Today on Cutting Oranges, I'm chatting with the reigning AFLW best and fairest, Brianna Davey. We chat about Bree's footy life as well as how her soccer career began at the Anglesey Caravan Park. I'm really excited about this conversation as it's genuinely the first proper chat we've had in about two years. I hope you enjoy listening in. Bree Davey, thank you so much for joining me on Cutting Oranges. How are you? Good, Das. How are you going? Yeah, I'm going really well. I am very excited for this chat. Um, we pretty much just trace through your life um, like an investigator. So um, <laughs> tell me a little bit about yourself growing up and, uh, yeah, what you were like as a child. Yeah, so growing up, um, grew up in a family with two sisters and a brother, so four of us um, and mum and dad um, in Port Melbourne. So grew up on a little street there, um, had a lot of neighbours, um, so it was really cool to... I guess have them there and they were all very much so into sport and things like that as well. Mm. Um, so I guess from a very young age um, was sort of really pushed into that um, and mum and dad were both quite sporty growing up too. So um, yeah, it was sort of, I guess, uh, bred into me. Um, but yeah, I, I had a really awesome growing up. Um, I had a family who were so super supportive of whatever I wanted to do um, and I was always a pretty, um, I guess you could say I was a bit boisterous, like <laughs> a little bit. Um, bored with the things I wanted to do. Um, I did a lot of things that probably, you know, girls didn't do then um, and my family was so good with that. Mum let me wear whatever I wanted to wear and do whatever I wanted to do and same with Dad. So, um, yeah, I, I grew up, I would say, in a household that was very loving, very um, let me be myself um, and then, yeah, in a street that had a lot of kids that wanted to be outside and, and playing sport and that's what we pretty much did until the moment we sort of woke up until in pr- pretty much dinner time. So it was a really cool way to grow up. Mm. Did you always feel – was it like Nathan, Steph, who really led the way in, in letting you express yourself in whatever way? Yeah, I think just my, my family as a whole, like, like, I, like I touched on, mum and dad were really supportive and really didn't care what mm. I did as long as I was being well-behaved. Um, but, yeah, Steph and, and my older brother, Nathan, as well, they were both the same. Like, they, they didn't even – sort of blinked twice when I wanted to do things that I guess weren't normal or, you know, again, weren't the girly sort of thing to do. Mm. Um, you know, I, I remember I used to wear, like, on casual clothes day, like, I'd be wearing, like, all my footy gear to school and people thought that was so odd mm. for me to dress up like that at the time um, but was just obsessed with footy and, um, yeah, I think Steph, my older sister in particular, she's very progressive and always has been and um, she's someone that, yeah, I definitely look up to in that sense as well. We love Steph. <laughs> um, did you always, were you always drawn to sport or was that like as early as you can remember, was that something you always wanted to do? Yeah, always. Um, for me, I think it's just always been what I've wanted to do. Um, I think from very young I said to mum and dad, I want to play professional sport um, and whatever I, tr- I tried my hand at that was what I wanted to do so at the time when I was quite young my main sports were basketball and, and footy um, so I either wanted to be a footballer or a, a basketballer at that point um, but obviously as you know the pathway wasn't I guess quite there um, for footy at the time but I didn't quite understand that being quite you know so young and thought that I could play in the men's league if I wanted to so mm. um, yeah they were I've always I think for as long as I can remember sport is what I wanted to do. Yeah, and 
Was footy the first sport you sort of played um, competitively or like how did you find yourself in footy? Yeah, so it was, again, it was sort of a bang on start with both um, basketball and footy. As as young as I could start, I started. Um, So I think I started basketball when I was about four or five and then it was the same with footy. I went down to Auskick and um, I think what sparked the interest there, obviously dad loved footy um, and so did my mum. Um, but my brother at the time was playing footy, so I sort of went down and watched him at his, you know, doing his thing. And then um, from there, I just wanted to play it. And um, I think initially, I wasn't received very well, to be honest. I think it was a bit odd for even the kids. Like they're mm. so little, but even they're like, "What's the girl doing here?" Like mm. so, I remember my first sort of um, try it. Uh, Auskick, I remember sort of being pushed out of lines or like, you know, sort of pushed to the back of the line and things like that or, mm. you know, um, and they probably didn't obviously realise what they were doing. But in hindsight, like mm. I even, I knew as a kid, I was like, oh, I'm different. Mm. Um, and I actually didn't, I actually didn't go back for a year. So I did my first Auskick session oh, no. and my, ex- yeah, I, I didn't feel, um, yeah, overly welcome. So I, I went away and then, um, yeah. Over a year, obviously watching on TV, absolutely loved it. Still watched my brother play, and then mm-hmm. I was like, "Nah, I've got to go back." So, went back to footy um, as a five, six-year-old, mm. and just stuck with it. All right, that's really interesting. Like, I didn't realize that you'd had that sort of experience. Like, I always felt like when I um, played with the boys, they were always very accepting, and it's not until I look back that mm. I realize all the little things like happening around footy that yeah, probably yeah. weren't right. Like rushing out of the changing rooms after a game because I didn't want to see anyone getting changed and like getting ready (laughs) in the toilet block but that's really interesting that you sort of felt that on the field um what sort of brought you back like what is it about football that you I guess fell in love with as as a kid I think just the excitement of the game like Mm. I remember watching on tv and seeing like the big speckies and um you know the players kicking around their body and on the boundary and things like that and um yeah it was just like super thrilling and I think it's something that I wanted to – I was like, this is the coolest sport. Like, I don't want to not play it. So mm. um, that was probably essentially the reason. Like, again, my brother was playing too. So I was watching him play a lot and I wanted to be like him and do what he was doing. So mm. that was definitely part of it as well. Um, but, yeah, like, you know, I think as soon as as soon as soon I did go back and I started consistently going and, and people were like, whoa, this girl's really good. Mm. Like, I didn't feel any different. Um, I think it was just at the start – um, it was sort of that they were like, oh, what's going on here? And I, mm-hmm. like, I was sort of like, oh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a girl and you're all boys. Like, this is really weird. Yeah, yeah. And it sort of scared me off a little bit. So, um, but yeah, once I was there and, and playing consistent, I was I was very well respected. I mean, it should have came from the very start. But yeah. <laughs> well, you're but an asset <laughs> to their team. They were like, yeah. we got to keep this girl around. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, I'm glad I went back and it's the best. I love it. Yeah. Um, and were you into other sports? Like you said basketball, yeah. but was that the only other sport you were sort of interested in? Yeah, pretty much. Like I also sort of tried tennis for a little bit. Um, I don't think I quite had the patience or, um, you know, I wasn't probably calm enough to play tennis. I used to <laughs> crack it. Like I was such a competitive kid. So um, I feel like with footy you have like, you know, you have chances to sort of crack it on the field behind play and then you go again. Yeah. Whereas in tennis it's so obvious when you do it. <laughs> So I would like throw my racket or slam it to the ground. Like I was such a competitive <laughs> kid. So did you I break was, any yeah. rackets? <laughs> I couple. I used to get in so much trouble. Um, but yeah, no, I just I don't think it was a sport for me. Mm. But um, I thought it was good fun, and I, was, I still love watching it. But it just mm. wasn't the sport for me. 
Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> Tennis is uh, a very tough game to yeah. uh, remain calm in, yes. I think. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, and, and we're interested in other things outside of sport. Yeah, um, so I think well, at the time when I was like, real, really little, if I wasn't going to be a professional sports person, I actually wanted to be an archaeologist. So <laughs> I think it came from watching like Jurassic Park and stuff, mm-hmm. but I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to, like, I thought that's all it was though. I thought it was like you find dinosaur bones and yeah. like it's just the best thing ever. <laughs> you just get your paintbrush out and <laughs> you just, just brush some dirt. Straight away, there we go, dinosaur. <laughs> um, but yeah, I used to go into the backyard and, um, like dig around mum used to get so angry because i'd dig up the whole backyard like trying to find and i'd find like an old chewed up dog bone and be like mum it's a dinosaur (laughs) so um yeah it was um funny memories and yeah mum will remember that one but yeah that's what i wanted to do when i was really little that's so fantastic i love that your dogs really supported you on that journey just hiding their bones around the backyard like brie will love this one (laughs) i did that yeah Okay, <laughs> that is so funny. Um, I read that you uh, – oh, wait, wait. How did you get into soccer? Because I yep. sort of read like a very romantic um, – you know, you were on holiday yep. and someone saw you. But was that your first sort of yes. soccer? And like were you playing before that or – No, so that's – like that story is 100% true. I, I did obviously sort of muck around at school <clears throat> um, during like – lunchtime and stuff like that on because a lot of the kids at school like soccer at the time and it's like this big popular thing so I'd play a little bit there but it wasn't obviously anything serious it was just a muck around game but um mm. yeah so I was oh it, it started from when I was very young we've been going to Anglesey Caravan Park for as long as I can remember since I was literally nappies um and every year they do like an annual sort of soccer game on there was like a, there's like a big oval at the caravan mm. park so they do like an annual soccer game and all the kids and their parents would go and play. Um, at the time, as you can probably imagine, it was all boys, like all little boys. There was no, there was no female representation out there really. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, um, I, yeah, when I saw it happening, I was like, Dad, I want to play. And he's like, okay. So he walked me over and he's like, can she join in? And they were obviously great. They're like, yeah, of course. Like, um, of course she can. She can be on this team, blah, blah, blah. So then since then I had gone to every year's annual soccer game at the yeah, caravan park. Yeah. Um, and I remember I would have been maybe eight or nine and a scout at the time was that he was also going to the caravan park and his son played on there too and all mm. of that. And, um, yeah, he, he approached um, my dad and me and was like, do you want to play soccer? And at the time, no interest. I'd never – it was never even – it wasn't really even um, in the roots of my family either, so I mm. didn't even know much about soccer. Yeah. Um, and I was like, no deal. Like, I'm, I'm playing footy, yeah. <laughs> I'm playing basketball. Um, and yeah, dad, dad obviously asked if I wanted to, and I was like, nah, I'm I'm good. So yeah, for years I sort of knocked this scout back. He came like every time he's like, come on, you should do it. Like, cause I think he could see a little bit of potential there. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, every time I was like, nah, I'm not interested. Yeah. How old were you at this point? Um, so from about, I would say eight, he was sort of every year sort of trying to chip at me. And then obviously at about 12, I ended up going to soccer, but it was through that sort of four-year period that he was like, come on, like trying to pull me across, trying to pull me across. Um, and then, yeah, I finally did when, as you know, like there was no real pathway for the girls. I think mm-hmm. at the time a youth league had just been or sort of announced. So you finish under 12s, um, go to under 14s, and then you go into the youth sort of girls. But mm. I honestly knew nothing about it and neither did my dad. So it wasn't yeah. very publicised or known. 
Yeah, that's amazing. I When I read that, I was getting real like dirty dancing vibes. Like you just got <laughs> scouted at a holiday park and then you got invited to come dance. Um, <laughs> I can't dance the same myself. But, uh, but honestly, I, um, I actually had a similar experience uh, yeah. at um, Mount Beauty Holiday Park where I used to go, except instead of yeah. um, the event yeah. that we sort of went to was Pancake Sunday. So like <laughs> you just go... And try to eat as many pancakes <laughs> as you could. And yeah, I was, beauty, they tried yeah. to scout me from a young age there too. They, they could see that <laughs> I could really could pack them away. <laughs> Mount Beauty's a nice name for a caravan park. I like it. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a place, Mount Beauty. It's oh, a, it's, a it's a place. A, yeah, yeah. But okay. we used to go there. So yeah. anyway, um, parallel <laughs> sort of stories happening. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so sort of what happened from there? Um, so you were playing footy from a young age and then did yeah. you stop playing football and then start playing soccer what was that sort of transition yeah so I was pretty much um as soon as under 12s had finished um and I couldn't play anymore um dad sort of had the conversation and was like Brie we're coming to the end of the year like and or the end of the season mm-hmm. and this is gonna end for you unfortunately like with footy yeah. um you know do you want to keep playing basketball because I was still playing basketball and I was playing sort of um, rep level, representative level. So, um, you know, I could have definitely tried to take my basketball somewhere. But at that time um, as well, I was sort of getting over that. I'd played it since I was a kid as soon as mm. I could, you know, pick it up. Um, so, yeah, I was starting to sort of, I guess in a way, burn out from it and wasn't um, loving it anymore. So I was like, you know what, like, let's just try the soccer thing. So mm-hmm. pretty much as soon as I'd finished my footy season, I... Um, the first thing I did was, yeah, get into soccer and um, reached out to the scout. His name's Foddy. Um, reached out to him and he, um, yeah, he was like, that's it. All right, cool. I'm going to call A, B and C. He got me. I went to the first sort of representative team I played for was a futsal team. So futsal's indoor soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a state team. And he's like, I want you to go try out for this. So I rocked up, hadn't literally hadn't played a game. Um, and then, yeah, I I was I got picked in the team and we went to Canberra to play in the state tournament. Um, and initially I started as an on-field player, so like a, a mid, well in the futsal you sort of play everywhere. But initially I wanted to sort of start my hands as a midfielder, mm. and I did. Like I played midfield because um, I was used to that running sort of game from footy. Yeah. Um, and did all right. Like I, I probably was state level, I would say, with with mid being a midfielder. But um, as soon as they saw that I could use my hands and I'd mm-hmm. been from a ball handling sport they were like we need a goalkeeper for this game Bree do you want to have a try and I was very hesitant I didn't want to do it it was like to be honest I was you like can't I don't touch want that ball with my yeah. hands <laughs> I don't want to be a goalkeeper yet <laughs> um and then um yeah I just tried it and they were like okay this is some real real stuff yeah. so <laughs> they were like you should keep being a goalkeeper mm. um and so initially I was like oh still kept playing like half on field, half in goal. So for a half, I'd run through the midfield and then they'd put me in gloves for another half. Yeah, right. And then eventually it sort of just progressed to me becoming a full-time goalkeeper. But mm. um, yeah, that's sort of how the transition started. Mm. And what was that um, like? Because I've sort of heard you talk about your soccer career, like yeah. um, having to move around and, and that sort of thing sounded quite difficult. Like mm. was that, I guess, talk to me about um, your experiences yeah. playing yeah. professionally. Yeah, look, I think... For a lot of people, it's a dream when when they think about it. They're like, oh, you get to you get to go around the world, you get to go around Australia and play the thing you love. And it's true. Like I was very fortunate. It was such a cool experience, and I learned heaps from it. But for me, I'm such a homebody, and I'm so connected to my family. So, um, and and as you know, being 
an elite athlete, it, there are there are really high highs and there can be really low lows. Mm-hmm. And so when you're away and you're travelling and you're 16 years old and mm-hmm. you're a baby and you, you're away from your family, those low lows can feel very, very low. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, it was it was a really cool experience. I um, My first sort of experiences going away was obviously with a state trip, so it was more just interstate stuff. Um, and then my first international trip was when I was uh, 13, so I was playing in the under-17s Australian team. Um, and got selected to play for that. So um, I think my first trip was to Kuala Lumpur, so in Malaysia. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, sort of from there, like saw a lot of Asia because that was sort of our bracket that we played in to qualify for World Cups and things like that. So saw a lot of Asia, which was really cool. Um, went to the US, went to, um, you know, uh, Greece, went to all, all different sorts of places. Um so, yeah, got to see some really cool stuff. But mm. it was tough sort of being away from home. You, I, I was, saw my teammates more than I saw my um, family, basically. Mm. So it's pretty pretty, um, pretty cool but also tough experience. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, that sounds very tough, yeah. especially at such a young age, um, not having that family support. Um, yeah. Did you always think that you would want to come back to footy or was that sort of um, something that just sort of, sort of happened out of the blue? Yeah, no, to be honest, that sort of ship had sailed with footy. Like I mm-hmm. I actually became a little bit disconnected from the game for a little while. Like mm-hmm. I even growing up, I was a massive supporter. Like I'd go to the games and just sit there and idolise over these people running around. And um, I, again, very competitive. So I'd crack it one time. I remember dad took me <laughs> to a game and um, yeah, I was watching Collingwood at the time and they lost and I slammed my drink down to the ground and I uh, ran away from him. And he lost me in the crowd because you know how busy gets. So he lost this little girl in the crowd because I've cracked it and run off on him. So he's trying to chase after me. So, yeah, like I was just such a big supporter of, mm. of footy. But I think when I left, like I said, I, I sort of felt it became disconnected to the mm. game because I didn't see myself in it anymore. Yeah. Um, and obviously there was no – we didn't have an AFLW. So, mm. yeah, I just found myself not um, – yeah, just being a bit disengaged from it um, mm. for a while. So, yeah, coming back to footy, to be honest, was pretty random. Um, and I guess sort of how it happens, you know, I in 2015 I missed out on the World Cup squad and um, I sort of had to come – I had to come home while my team flew over to the, the World Cup to prepare mm. for the World Cup. So I was in Sydney at a camp at the time and, um, yeah, I had to get on a plane home and I was pretty devastated because it's something I'd – I'd been training with Matilda since I was 14 years old so and got my first gig when I was 16. So I'd been a pretty consistent part of the team and then um, at 20 I got dropped. So, yeah, came home and then um, I was like to Dad, I want to do something that I enjoy. Like I'm, I want to have a break from soccer and I want to do something I enjoy. And he's like, why don't you, why don't you just try footy? Mm. Why don't, and I was like, oh, that's actually a really good idea. So at the time I actually knew Penny Cooler reed and uh, Mia Ray Clifford at the time and yeah. um, they knew my sister, older sister quite well, so that's how that connection happened. And then they're like, come down to Sharks. So went down to good old Sharkies, St Kilda Sharks, and, yeah, played a few games and just knew, fell in love with it straight away again and yeah. knew why I played and loved it so much as a kid. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, can you still remember the sort of first time you walked into the club? Yeah, I was. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit. I would say I'm a little bit introverted, particularly until I get to know people. Mm-hmm. I can be pretty shy, a little bit. Um, yeah, get a bit anxious socially sometimes. Um, and so for me, going into an environment with not one person I knew in there was very um, daunting. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually took my older sister 
<laughs> Steph came with me as like my little chauffeur because I was so like afraid. Mm. Um, but then, yeah, once I got there, um, you know, you always make it worse in your head. But once I got there, the girls were amazing. Yeah, um, yeah straight away, some like friendly faces, people sort of um, taking me under their wing pretty quickly at the first training and showing me the ropes. So, mm. um, yeah, it was it was daunting. Like I, it just felt um, yeah a bit scary with it, with a new environment, new faces. But yeah, it was I found my feet pretty quickly. Mm. And were you doing stuff outside of footy? Like at this point, I guess you'd played professionally yep. through soccer, um, so that was a full time sort yes. of gig and yep. then coming back to Melbourne yep. um, obviously not playing sport and then finding footy were you doing stuff outside or studying or yeah so actually when I came back I was still playing um, like for Melbourne City so the W League sort of happens over the summer period as well so I came home in about June um, and so I did have a little buffer between W League but I that essentially still was contracted and playing mm-hmm. professionally. And same with the Matildas. So the Matildas are contracted. So I was still a contracted Matilda. It was just that I didn't get selected for that tournament. So, yeah, yeah so technically that I I didn't really have much else to do then. Um, but I obviously started to consider other things. I was like, maybe I need to look at obviously getting edu- getting an education at uni and things like that um, mm. because that's something we didn't really have time for as professional athletes because we were full-time. Um, and some girls juggled it, but it, it was pretty tough. And I was still a kid, so for me it was just cool to be playing and, you know, not doing much else. So, mm. yeah, I didn't actually do anything really besides um, I still was – I, I had, had a, obviously a little break from soccer and went and played footy, but um, pretty quickly I was back in gloves training for Melbourne City and getting ready for a W League mm. year as well. Yeah. And, it, um, like, I think I remember in maybe 2016, were, were you part of the exhibition game or what? Yeah, so I think it was um, – maybe it was 2015. 2015. It might have been 2015 because okay. um, it was the first year I'd come to footy and that mm-hmm. was that year. So, yeah, so I got drafted in that mini sort of draft. So I think that obviously the teams as a whole had sort of been established. So mm-hmm. you guys were already still there, mm-hmm. but they had like a draft to top up. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I was taken in the mini draft um, by the doggies. Um mm-hmm. I think I'd played five or six games of footy and then um, they sort of said, we want to bring you across. And, um, yeah, I remember that moment. I was like, whoa, this is really, really cool. And Mm -hmm. I guess it was my first taste of feeling like I'm playing, like, AFL footy. Yeah, yeah, AFLW footy. So, yeah, very exciting. Yeah, and was Craig Stasevich the coach at that time? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Stas was the coach at the time. And, um, yeah, I just remember his big, deep voice. And Mm. (laughs) he's – I thought he was really, really really good. Um, Obviously – had very sort of well little to do with him because we're only with him for a few days Mm -hmm. or whatever but um it was really cool to obviously be coached by him and play along you know the likes of yourself and some incredible footballers so Mm. yeah it's really cool well did you feel like that was a moment that sort of changed your perspective on footy that getting that phone call from craig or Mm. having those conversations yeah definitely um again i sort of thought it wasn't going to happen um you know, I always hoped it would happen, particularly as a young kid, I always hoped it would happen. But I think that was the realisation that it could happen. Um, mm-hmm. And it started to make me um, get a bit of hope back, I suppose, that it could happen. And then even I think it was that year as well, it started coming out into the media with Gil saying, you know, we, we might have a league in 2017. So yeah. that's when it started to become real. And um, But being part of those games really gave me a taste of where the game was going. And, um, I mean, the girls who have been playing right the way through or have been playing longer than I had, um, and the work they'd put in as well. Mm. 
And and what did it feel like? Because from there, you, of course, you got picked up by Carlton. What yep. was that sort of next moment like? Yeah. Oh, that was unreal. So, um, yeah, I think it was the marquee signings and um, I'd heard about them, but obviously, to be honest, did not expect to be asked to mm. be a marquee. I'd only been in the game a short time. Um, but, yeah, I had a few clubs sort of put forward that they'd like to sign me as their marquee player. And so I had a, I had a couple of options. Um, but for me, as soon as I walked into Carlton, it felt like home. Yeah. Um, and I just felt this really sort of family vibe and this really, um, I don't know, like it just felt a, very humble, which mm-hmm. I hadn't felt um, as much, I guess, when I walked into other clubs at, at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was it was really, really cool. And I remember I had, to, I had the choice between signing as a marquee player or going to um, the Olympics at the time. So the Matildas had called me back up and been like, we want you to come back in because mm. I was obviously still contracted. But with the soccer and where it was going and I guess it was ahead of footy, um, it was like you can't, play an- you, you can't play another sport. As soon as you choose another sport, you can't play with us sort of thing. Mm. So I had a decision um, <clears throat> and, yeah, that's when I decided to, I guess, give that away with soccer and, and commit myself to footy, which was – I knew it was risky at the time and was something that I was very nervous about. But mm. I did it because I love footy and it was bringing me much more joy at the time than my soccer was. Yeah, so it was more just a, a life decision, not... <coughs> Sorry. That's okay. Chest <laughs> I'm getting a bit like that too. <laughs> you will be after this interview. Um, so that was more a, like a sort of gut de- gut decision then yeah um sort of weighing up a career option and that sort of thing yeah it was definitely a gut decision um and again honestly it was picked purely from enjoyment Mm. um and I knew I think the other part of it was um obviously we spoke about the traveling around with soccer before Mm. I knew with footy if it went somewhere um you know and started to develop and we could play it and um, be taken seriously like it's Mm. something that I can play at an elite level and stay at home and be with my family and not miss little things um, which I feel like I did miss a lot in my teenage years up until I was 20 years old I missed a lot with my family and my Mm. friends um, which obviously I wouldn't take back because like I said the experiences I had with soccer I played in Sweden professionally um, over in the league there so I had some really cool experiences but um, I missed my family the whole time and yeah. I felt like I missed a lot. But probably, I probably didn't and they always said, you haven't missed much here, it's all the same. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I felt like I was missing it. So um, that's another huge reason I went to footy. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that the league was being built, like you, I think to people who know you, you're definitely someone who um, very progressive thinker um, and you seem up for the challenge. Was that part of the decision, knowing that you could be part of building an actual league and being someone who progressed things for the next generation? Yeah, definitely. Because um, I, I think I was there for – I was there for the start of the W League. Um, so I saw the women that were sort of paving the way there and mm. obviously the W League has grown so much. I actually don't know how many years it's been there now, but it probably at least maybe 12 years it's been around now for. I could get – that could be wrong. But anyway, it's around that. Um, and I saw the women that sort of pushed for that and paved the way with that and had the hard conversations and pushed for better in that space. So, mm. and I was pretty young then, so I sort of just followed fiddle and just watched and, you know, I probably wasn't as opinionated then because I was little and like probably a bit afraid to put my foot forward. But mm. I think for me with the footy, um, when things came about, I definitely did have that sense of I can hopefully try and help make a difference. And I try to do that still now. Mm. Um, I try to question and challenge things. 
um, you know, within the club, within the AFL. So um, hopefully, I mean, I think I men- I've mentioned it before, but I hope to obviously leave this this game in a better space when, when I leave it. Mm. So, yeah, definitely part of it as well. Yeah, for sure. And do you feel like – because I, I felt like whenever we talk about um, progressing the game and, and mm. things like that, like you were very much um, – you would lean on your soccer experience but you weren't sort of tied to it in thinking that yep. because they'd taken a certain path. Like we had yeah. to wait our turn, that sort of thing. Like Because yep. I, I feel like there's a lot of conversation around women's sport and around, yep. um, you know, they took – 15 years to get here so we yeah. need to take 15 years so, sort yeah. of what are your reflections on that um I think for me like each sport is obviously different and um on top of that as well you know I look at it like well soccer are 5, 12 15 years ahead you mm-hmm. know so we need yeah. to actually catch up to them we can't take that long or we're just going to continue to chase tail with other sports mm-hmm. and that won't be good for the sport and it won't be good for us as individuals and athletes as well. So for me, I've never thought about it like that and I don't think we should because um, we need to catch up. Mm. I mean, the men's the men's league has been around for, what, 100-plus years or whatever yeah. it is. So we're that far behind as well. Skirt, skirt. <laughs> so we need, to, we need to fast track this. Like That's, a, that's a where I see it anyway. Yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah, awesome. I feel like we sit in the same boat in yeah, that yeah. Um, instance. Can you take me through, um, obviously, you've come to Carlton. I remember that when you walked through. I think I remember when I heard a whisper that Brie Davy was going <laughs> to, she was thinking about it. And I think I got asked between a few players. I was like, um, I won't say which players. And like, <laughs> oh, who would who do you think would be a great player? Yeah. And I remember saying Brie, but being like, that would be, <laughs> that would be really amazing. Um, so I remember when you oh, first walked stuff. through the door and yeah. that was a very, um, a bit of a wild time. And because we were the only two players in yeah. the club for a long time. We were mm. just like little twins <laughs> just wandering around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Being like, yeah. we are Carlton. Um, <laughs> it's such a weird sort of time to think back on when you yeah, think yeah. about your team and everything like that. Um, but what was it like stepping out onto the field for the first ever AFLW game? I yeah. know I get asked this question a lot and I love yeah. thinking back and reminiscing. Like what what, do you, what are your recollections, I guess? Yeah, oh, um, I'm the same. Like I love, I love speaking about this because it's, um, it's just such a cool time in history. I feel like to reflect on, um, mm-hmm. and I think that's the biggest thing for me. It was more than just like a football game. Um, and some people might view it as that. It was oh, football game, first women's game ever. But they don't maybe think about the significance of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for me, I just remember um, being in the rooms and you know an hour or so before we go out for our first warm-up and I remember we were all running out and there was like maybe 10,000 people Mm. sort of in the crowd at the time and obviously most most of the girls had never played in front of a crowd probably bigger than 500 people yeah yeah. so I think a lot of them sort of looked around and even myself I was like oh this is pretty cool like Mm. pretty good turnout 10,000 people it's starting to fill up (laughs) it's looking all right yeah Yeah. Yeah. be a good night Um, so but I didn't expect it to you know, to end up getting to the capacity it did. I just thought, oh, yeah, we might have maybe 50. I know the AFL maybe at the time said maybe fifteen to 20,000. Yeah. Something like that. So I was like, that'd be pretty cool. Um, and then, um, yeah, I remember after the first warm-up going back into the rooms and um, being in the change rooms and, like, because we were obviously underneath, you could hear everything on top of you and it yeah. just started to get louder and louder and louder to the point where I was like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> this is about to cave in. <laughs> this is crazy. Like, is there a thunderstorm? Don't know. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I remember going down the race and as we were sort of under in the, in the race, I just remember just the roar of the crowd 
was just ridiculous. Um, and then running out through the banner, it it was like a it was a pretty emotional moment. Um, you looked into the crowd, you saw young girls cheering, like they actually saying people that they can you know see themselves in the game. And I reflected on little Bree who ended up going to soccer and becoming disconnected from the game because there was no you know pathway mm-hmm. or someone to look for. Um, and so that was huge. And even the women in the crowd, like like some of them middle-aged women who just didn't get the opportunity and the messages you got after the game being like, I was in tears watching you guys run out. Like mm. it's pretty intense and it's pretty insane. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, it makes me feel for those who didn't get an opportunity. But at mm. the same time, I know, yes, we were the first, but we are representing a lot of people. And um, like I said, I want to keep pushing and making this game better for the young girls that are going to come through. Yeah. So it was incredible, like the best – probably I, – I, it's definitely the best experience I've ever had in a sporting aspect. Mm, yeah, amazing. And when when the game started, obviously you had a red-hot game. <laughs> were, you, were you conscious of what was happening or once the game started you were, you were in it? Yeah, look, for me, once the game started I was in it. I think I was probably one of the fortunate – well – yeah, other fortunate ones who had experienced a crowd like that before and mm. a few a few times playing with the Matildas. Um, my first, my actually second game with the Matildas, I, I played my first cap um, in sort of like a closed doors game so there wasn't any crowd. But then my second cap was against the US who were coming off an Olympic um, win and so mm. they were doing just like a, what did they call it? It was like a celebration to us. So they were just playing teams and like they were like the powerhouse <laughs> and I'm this little 16-year-old goalkeeper hopping in goals like against these women that I've watched and been like, you guys are like absolute bosses. Like mm. So like Alex Morgan, Abby Wambach, Megan Rapino, those sorts of players. And I was mm. like, well, Hope Solo, all these players. And I'm like, I'm about to play against you. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd experienced a pretty big crowd in LA before um, and – all of these 30,000 plus Americans screaming at you is pretty insane. So I just remember um, I, I did lean on that experience a little bit and I remember speaking to the girls and being like, girls, body language here is going to be super important because mm. we're not going to hear each other. Mm. And and you would know when we were out there, you couldn't hear from 10 metres away. It was insane. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, look, I, I was definitely just in it. Um, I think for me I'd sort of learned to block crowd and block noise um, mm. but – afterwards when we got a chance to sort of go around and we obviously won which was nice too um, but to go around and to be able to then absorb that all was really cool mm. and what yeah right so what did you feel um I guess after the game because I know I did not sleep like till <laughs> like I don't even know what time I yeah, got to sleep yeah. it was like 6 a.m yeah. or something like I could not sleep could you sleep yeah. nah oh no I was the same as you like it's the adrenaline, like, it's insane and I think in particular the, that game. It, like, it still happens with games for me. I'm probably not up until 6am now every time. But, mm. um, yeah, the, indre- the adrenaline rush you get and from that game in particular, yeah, I was the same as you, just found it really hard to sleep. Um, and, you know, obviously social media was blowing up too. There was so much great feedback from that game and, mm. yeah, it was just so cool to be a part of. But, yeah, I didn't get much sleep either. Yeah. Yeah, good call. I think I, I ended up going to a house party and just danced. <laughs> it was <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> so funny. I didn't. I recovered well, but I just I just danced. Yeah, so, yeah well. did not did no did not did not touch alcohol. Just danced. Yeah. Um, just need to get that energy out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to touch on because you also got to play that game with your partner Tilly. Yes. Who you've yeah. been with for quite a while now. Yeah. Can you reflect on like what? that's been like being able to play 
yeah. something like that with Tilly. And you played with her for a few years as yeah. well with Sharks. So. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I met Tilly at footy in my first year of footy actually at the Sharks. Um, so we've been for, together for six years now pretty much. Um, but, yeah, it was like reflecting on at the time – your teammates and me and Till had always made that pretty clear when we're at footy, we're at footy. Like we mm. are another teammate to each other. It's sort of as simple as that. So during the game and even running out and preparing and things like that, I didn't think about it at all. It wasn't something I was like, this is really cool. Like I get to do this with my partner. But now reflecting on it, it is like that is so cool. Like mm. especially if, you know, in the future we have kids or something. We can be like, hey, like your mum's got to play in the first ever game together and there's yeah. pictures of us running out together in the first ever game. Like it's pretty unreal when you think about it like that. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it was, I was very fortunate to be able to obviously play three seasons with Till um, and then, yeah, obviously both at separate clubs and playing separately now. But, um, yeah, reflecting on that um, is yeah, it's super cool and it's something a lot of people don't get to experience with their partners. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, I think it – would take your relationship to a whole other level. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> that direct feedback, um, <laughs> really good at home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, oh, so we'll, you know, we'll move on to the trade. Yeah. Um, and we were both having a laugh because we actually, we have not spoken properly yes. in uh, two years, <laughs> pretty much to the day. Um, okay, so at the end of the 2019 season, you made the trade to Collingwood. Yeah. It was a shock to many people. Um, and and genuinely, you and I have not spoken yes. pretty much since that yeah. time. Um, we did have a moment last Wednesday yeah. after the W Awards where I think we were both in a pretty good space. Yes, and yeah. um, I remember drawing a line in the sand with my fingers. We were dancing, just being like, that's it, that's, <laughs> that's it. it. The pass is the pass. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I obviously – did not handle things very well. Yes. Um, took it to heart. Um, I'm really good at uh, ceasing contact. It's one of my <laughs> one of my best traits. Um, but what was that period like for you? Yeah. Um, you obviously, you don't you don't need to go into yeah. your ten reasons why. But like <laughs> just feelings wise, how yeah, was that? Yeah. Look, for the record, too, does I also didn't handle it very well. I think we just we chatted about this. I um, this is our counselling yes, session. This is it. Sorry, guys, you're part you're of it. Seeing but, um, it live. <laughs> Um, but no, seriously, like I, I am a very emotional person. I think you learned that over the years. I was at Carlton. I'm very, um, yeah, very emotional, very empathetic. Um, mm. and so for me, letting people down is not something I like to do because I ultimately upset people and I don't like to do that. Mm. So, um, yeah, for me, the decision was really tough, like really, really tough. Um, I, I did really love Carlton and I loved the team and I loved you guys, like really did. Um, so it was a really, really tough tough thing for me to do um and it took me it, it happened really quickly but at the same time it's not like I it was it wasn't a whim that I just went on mm. but I remember it sort of I was approached actually prior to our finals campaign and my manager came to me at the time and I said I do not want to talk about this like this I'm, I'm with Carlton this is my team and we're mm. about to go into finals like basically go away sort of thing yeah so I didn't even entertain it whatsoever um and obviously then we played the finals campaign went to the granny which was another really cool experience mm. um would have been nice to have won it but um yeah cool experience um and then yeah that's obviously when because we had sort of been in the finals campaign the the space between the trade period and the end of the season was really quick so yeah had to make a decision probably quicker than people who were out in the last round. So anyways, um, yeah, really, really quick sort of space to to make a decision and to get around to the people um, that I really did respect and love. But at the same time, 
like I touched on, um, it's something I probably didn't handle very well. I wish I had had better conversations with people, even such as yourself, Das. Like, I think that on reflection, I would do it completely differently if it was to happen again, which mm. I don't plan it to. But if it did, like, it, I know what I would do differently. Um, yeah. But yeah, look, it was it was tough. Um, it was very emotional, and I think once I had made the decision, it took me a long time to actually accept the decision I had made and feel like even, and I've spoken about this with people at Collingwood too, like the first Mm. season was really weird for me because I'd gone from a club that I did love, I loved the girls, and then I stepped into new colours and it just, it didn't, like it didn't sit right at the time. Um, And it just took me that season to find my feet. And then this season, to be honest, I I felt really at home and and Mm. absolutely loved my footy. But I think that um, mixed in with I felt like obviously I'd lost contact with people, my friends, which <laughs> so, <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> um, Lock. <laughs> but, yeah, like it was tough. Like I, I yeah. felt like I'd let people down and that mm. didn't sit well with me. So um, I, there was like a sense of guilt. Mm. But, um, yeah, what you know, I think it's been a really good move for me like in my career and, and, and building myself as a footballer and challenging me. Um, but, um, yeah, I do miss you guys too. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, it, it's really nice that we, we're doing this right now. Like I think um, we both had a moment the yeah. other night where I think we were like, we've missed this. Yeah, we, we need to get over ourselves. Yeah, we need to get over <laughs> ourselves, seriously. Yeah. Um, but no, thank you for sharing that and um, obviously for doing it in the microphone as well. Um, yeah. I did text you um the other uh, last night saying that this is not how I envisioned our first sort of reuniting <laughs> conversation yeah, to yeah, go. Yeah. Um, but I really appreciate that you have um, <laughs> shared it. Yeah, <laughs> It's great to, um, to be back. And um, so on that, I was going to briefly touch on our first encounter yes. um, as Carlton and Collingwood. Um, so it was actually a VFL game yep. um, in 2019. It was the 4th of August. And uh, and I remember going into the game feeling quite yeah. tense. Yes. How were you feeling? Oh, same. Like tense, emotional. I remember like, yeah, to be honest, I yeah, I was feeling all those feelings um, and was like anxious about it as well. Mm. Um, and I remember running out and I was like, all right, get breached, just another game of footy. But yeah. it, it didn't feel like just another game of footy. It, it definitely felt like more. And there was definitely heat behind the game there too. There was heat, yeah. There was heat. Like even the crowd was a bit – I was like, oh, my God, the parents, what the hell? Um, <laughs> that were going wild. But, um, yeah, look, it was – it was yeah, it was tense. It yeah. was scary. I was anxious. Like it was a tough game. It yeah. Was, and yeah. I got a scar on my face to prove it. <laughs> yeah, so something <laughs> happened in that game – um, I remember I was extremely yeah. charged up. I was playing on that line, I'd yes, say. Um, yeah. yeah, a few big tackles, that sort of thing. But I think it might have been – I can't remember what quarter it was. Yeah, for okay, yeah third or fourth. Fourth, yeah, maybe, maybe third. I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah. Um, but I, actually I think it was in the last it quarter. It might have been, yeah. yeah. Um, deep in our pocket <laughs> – Brie Davies got the ball. She's running. She's <laughs> weaving. She dodges one, dodges two. <laughs> Not today, Brie Davies. Darcy Vessio steps in. <laughs> and uh, we <laughs> we clashed heads. I don't know how it happened yeah. um, exactly, but I remember approaching you and seeing your face and then <laughs> next minute I'm on the ground <laughs> and your face yes, is split open. Yes. Um, so you're on the ground. I had um, 
I actually didn't check on you because I was bleeding. Yeah, I and knew. I remember yeah. I was trying I was doing this, trying to suck in the blood because I'd been given a free kick. So I was like <laughs> trying to suck in the blood because I didn't want to get sent off. Yeah. Um, which is silly, really irresponsible behaviour. Um but yeah, you you had a few stitches on your face. Yes. Um, it's looking pretty good now. So yeah, I can't even tell. Yeah. But um and I actually had a concussion um, that was quite bad um, that I didn't realise at the time. So yeah. um, that was also a weird <laughs> little moment in our journey together. Yeah. Um, but I, I remember seeing you after the game and you fully had your face split open. Um, how many stitches did you have to get? Um, oh, gosh. I think maybe it might have been seven or eight stitches. Um yeah, I remember it was just a quick change room job at the time, so it looked pretty gnarly. Um, and there's a photo on my Instagram, actually, of the, the fresh sort of job. Mm. Um, but, yeah, mum wasn't too happy. She thought, you know, the moneymaker here needs to <laughs> get some proper work done. So yeah. she's like, that's it now. We're, we're going to a plastic surgeon. So um, mm. he actually did a pretty good job. Like, you can't really see it. Um, it sort of comes out, like, in the summer when I get a bit of sun, it, it sort of goes, like, bright red. So yeah. you can see it then. But it's pretty good. Like, it's... It's nothing too major. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just – I the same thing. I remember the incident and, my God, I thought I was out. I don't argued one person and then Darcy just head to head. Yeah. I don't um, know what happened. It was just a bit of a freak footy accident because, like, I think none of us moved either way. Like, yeah, we both, yeah. I just stood there. I was like, <laughs> big brick, David, like, I'm a brick wall. I can handle this. And then, yeah, yeah, it just sort of happened. Yeah. No, um, I thought it was funny, though, the – um. The um, backlash afterwards, like all the comments were so funny. Yeah, um, I, I remember going on Twitter and reading that someone wrote, oh, Brie had the ball and Darcy came in, tackled her and smashed her head into the <laughs> ground. People just, oh. I was like, it was literally a head clash. Like it wasn't, I don't think it was either of our faults. Like yeah. we both, yeah. So yeah, it's, no, it's funny people get hysterical these <laughs> yeah. things it's quite a funny um moment but we still remained not we i think we checked in on each other yeah we did we um did. just we got we did that at least that was good yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> even though we didn't talk the rest of the yeah. time but we did we still had care for each other and yeah sure we were all good but you had a pretty nasty delayed concussion for a while didn't i you? did i did yeah. i um i haven't really spoken much about it but i yeah, yeah i couldn't like talk properly i couldn't oh, yeah. understand yeah, yeah. humor um, yeah. very socially anxious for a long time. Like oh, it was like nothing I've ever experienced before, yeah. which probably added to me not um, engaging. Um, <laughs> I was like, you know, Bree's got a scar, but like I can't understand my housemate's jokes right now. Yeah. So this yeah. is a tough time. Yeah, you're worse off. <laughs> oh, that sounds really crazy though. Yeah, it was a, a really um, weird experience, but one that, um, you know, um, you know, it happened yeah. and now I know what concussions like yeah thanks <laughs> sorry um no but clearly um the move to Collingwood has really worked yeah. for you um can you take me through a, a bit about your, your year because obviously yeah. it's been a year to remember yeah so um I think for me like the main thing going into this year was keeping my body right um I think for literally every, every other season I've gone in with well, I've either been injured I've gone in with niggles or I've I've just had interrupted pre-seasons for yeah. one reason or another. Or had an ACL. Yeah, or done it. Did an ACL, yeah. Um, so, yeah, just like lots of different things that I think have interrupted my form and my fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew that they were, you know, like at Carlton, I'd, I, in my last season I had glimpses in the midfield um, and I knew that that's the direction I was sort of heading in. Like I knew 
teams will, you know, Colt Lingwood had spoke to me about being a midfielder. So mm-hmm. for me, I was like, well, I need to build my engine. Like I, I think I'm good at my repeat effort stuff and I'm, I'm, I think my strength is being quite explosive, but I need mm. to be able to run for longer and, you know, be able to do those things. So this year, after last season, I, to be honest, I was pretty disappointed with the season. I think there's a lot of things to play. Like we spoke about the emotion. I think I ran through that whole season pretty emotional, that which takes a toll on your energy and, um, had yeah, I had problems with my energy levels. Even just um, my preseason was really injury prone, so I just ran into to the first game, even just feeling super, pretty unfit. Mm-hmm. So this season, I was like, "That's it." I wasn't happy with how I played. I want to do better. I want to be better. So I put more energy into my getting my body right. And it wasn't it wasn't that I neglected my body or anything in the other seasons. It was just that I hadn't tried different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this season I was like, I'm going to try different things. I'm going to do everything I can, even if sometimes it's out of my own pocket. But I want to I want to be able to play the best I can play because that's when I'm at my happiest. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, I started seeing a Cairo. Um, I went and got some blood tests and things done to check my energy and we found a few things there which I ended up getting sorted and fixed and that helped boost my energy again. Um, and, yeah, just different things and, and just really applying myself with keeping my body right you know, gave me the best run at the season and mm-hmm. I was able to get really fit. I think um, as well the COVID period, as horrible as it was for a lot of people, um, and mm-hmm. I can't, you know, can't skim over that enough, but mm-hmm. for me it was probably a blessing in disguise just to get a break from footy and the bash and crash of it mm-hmm. and I just went running um, and, you know, I touch on Till supporting me with that and she really did. Like she pushed me, she pushed me to my limits and, um, you know, was running better than me so I was chasing her tail. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think... That was probably the biggest thing for me this year and, and why I probably had the year I had. Um, as well, though, you, you know, you're only as, as good as the people around you and I've got some really bloody good players in our team and mm. um, a good team as well. Like, they're a really good bunch and a bunch of girls that want to support each other and make each other better. So I think that helped push me as well this mm. season um, to be better because I had to be. I've got some really good players and I, if I want to if I want to be able to contribute to this team, um, I've got to be at my best as well. Mm. Yeah. And do you feel like now that you've had a taste of what you can do, um, not that you like you weren't a bad player before this <laughs> thanks, year, thanks I'm not us. sure. <laughs> I just was reading your accolades like you were all right. But does that like are you going to take it further? Like, do you think all right, that's your baseline now? I'm going to go yeah. again. Oh, absolutely. I, I I honestly still believe I've still got a couple of gears to go, and um, you know if you're going to sit on your laurels, like we know these young kids coming through are so good. And even all the the older players still running around, they get better every year. Mm. And again, it's because I have to, we mm-hmm. have to move with the game. And um, yeah, if you want to be the best, you have to keep pushing yourself and finding new avenues. So for me, um, you know, I, I spoke about finding new avenues to help my body. I'm going to ke- continue doing that with my playing career as well. And, and from an actual football side of things, what I can do as well. So mm-hmm. um yeah, I definitely think there's a few gears to go and uh, I want to keep getting better. So, mm. Yeah, that's really scary, but good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> um, I told uh, my partner, Emily, that I was interviewing you today and she wanted me to ask you, um, <laughs> who are you cutting out of your life for not giving you a makeup wipe before you went <laughs> on Sunrise the other day? Oh, my gosh. That was oh not good. Uh, what was happening? I still have my fake eyelashes on. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. Anyway, um, that was just one a- of the funniest <laughs> things I have ever witnessed. I so much from that. To be honest, I thought I caught more. Like I feel like it should have been everywhere, but it wasn't. Thank God. Um, but yeah, oh, I've had people message me being like, "Next Mad Monday, I'm going as Sunrise Breen." <laughs> Like, oh, no, what have I done? If anyone Um, has not seen it, just (laughs) Google Brianna Davies Sunrise. Oh, no. Look, it was a big night. (laughs) (laughs) Big night beforehand. 7 a.m. interview. Like, give me a bit of slack dust. Yeah. No, I was actually just so impressed that you were sitting and seemed conscious. Um, Good. The metal just wasn't even <laughs> sitting properly. Like I don't know what I was. Everything doing. about it, like it's iconic. Um, but the thing was that even though um, you know some people would say, you know, why didn't you make an effort for sunrise? There was Kiara Bowers there, and she looked fresh as a uh, daisy. Yeah, she had a <laughs> <laughs> she had a polo on. Yeah. She looked. She looked great. She looked too good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she was looking fly. So even though maybe you look back on that moment and think, could I have done something a bit better? Maybe some that, RFI. <laughs> that is I, d- I didn't feel like it was a poor reflection on AFLW because Kiara was there too. And that's oh probably the best thing to come out of a tide, best yeah, and fairest. We've got to learn about that. We've got to live and we've got to learn. So that one is definitely a learning experience. <laughs> um, I don't know what I was thinking that morning. Like looking in the mirror, like looking good. <laughs> like, let's go. Live television. TV ready. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. It's probably the the best thing that I've seen in a while. Um, and just shout out to Kiara because – it was 7.37 for you, Brie, but it was actually 5.30 for her. Okay. That makes for 5.37 much for her in Perth. <laughs> yeah, so well done, yeah. I'm just <laughs> well done. Massive shout out. Um, I, think, I think we've covered a fair bit there. So, yeah. Um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And honestly, I've, I've missed chatting with you. So I, I said before that I think I lost some sleep last night because <laughs> I was so excited just thinking about – um, you know, gazing into your eyes and, and getting to have a conversation. So thank you so much for joining me. No, nah, thanks, Dallas. I loved it. Thanks for having me.